0: and Sarah are one of the missionary families that we are honored and pleased to support here at Church of the Atonement. He is the, uh, he's the founder of the Kushkabri Fellowship. This is a fellowship in High Wycombe um, that uh, he's pioneered in ministry. It is a fellowship of Muslim background believers, uh, really the first of its kind as far as we know, um, quite remarkable. And he's established other fellowships in England as well. There are, as I understand it, 11 million Pakistanis in England, and that is where uh, Amjad and his family live. He also is the director of The Right Way. The Right Way is a network of missionaries and Christian workers who are committed uh, to reaching Muslims with the gospel, particularly in Great Britain. Uh, He is um, wonderfully Uh, part of Pac-7 and has been advising uh, Gordon Bell and the working group of Pac-7 as we think in terms of beginning a uh, broadcast channel Christian channel into Pakistan and it's really very exciting and that is the result of an international coalition and network of supporters and advisors and uh, Amjad certainly is one of those And then most recently, I would just say, in the last week, he came to our synod meeting of the Associate Reform Presbyterian Church. He is uh, seeking to become uh, an associate member of Atonement. He'll be interviewed this afternoon and then to be received under care by our presbytery and uh, make his ecclesial home here in the ARP Church. And part of the reason for that, I hope I'm not taking your talk away from you, Amjad. Part of the reason for that is because our denomination and our church have a very strong historic commitment to Pakistan and to the Pakistani people. So it just seems to, to really fit. I want to say that Amjad is a, a friend of mine. I count him a friend. We've known each other for maybe two years, but, uh, but a very dear brother in Christ. And it's my privilege to uh, introduce him to you today. And he'll be preaching the word to us. And uh, I suggest we welcome them with a warm round of applause.
1: I guess that now in, in, in the U.S., we have a lot of Muslims as well. There are, the latest figure is probably 12 million Muslims living in the U.K., and they are keep on adding on, you know, and more and more, more people coming. And they are right under our nose here, just like in England. Now, if you compare that with, a, uh, with Muslims, uh, no, sorry, Muslims with, a, with the Jews, that's very much similar. I have known some people, there was a girl uh, just uh, two miles away from us, uh, from our house, she was slaughtered by her own father, and she was only sixteen and she was going out with a um, with a boyfriend he was christian and he he told her that don't do that and she didn't listen and when she was sleeping, she was murdered by her own father because he was fearing that she had become Christian or either she' going to become become christian so she was slaughtered she you no know, had a uh, had a uh, knife and he cut her throat while she was sleeping. So, so we do have those people. And uh, I run a fellowship of Muslim converts over the last twenty years, and uh, I have seen that day in day out. I remember that you no know, If uh, uh, over the last twenty years, uh, four people, if uh, I did not get involved right, right from the beginning, uh, no, at, at that that point so probably they would have been dead. They were committing suicide just because of her, and they were so fed up with the life. They were so fed up because they lost their family, they lost their community, they lost almost everything, even in England. So that is what we have today. The Jews, and now we are dealing with Muslims. So they have set up social, cultural, spiritual setup, and the same way, the Muslims, they have the same setup. And Muslims, they are not very different from the, the Jews 2,000 years ago. And that's what we are, we are dealing with. Now, now if, a, if we can look, look into that, so, all those people, 3,000 people, they came to Christ. They were Jews. And what they did? They started meeting in the temple. And as long as they were in the temple, and they knew they were Jews, so if we we go back to our passage, so what it says, they were meeting in the temple, is a a verse... um, Yeah... uh, Yeah, 46. So every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. Now, that was very interesting because they kept the culture, they kept the community until they were known that they are following Jesus. So they were not following the Mosaic law, but they are. Following Jesus And then what happened? They were kicked out. And this is exactly what happens to Muslims, that many of them, they are secret believers. Myself, I was a secret believer for 11 years. My wife, she grew up in Florida, and she was a secret believer for nine years in Florida. And the minute she, she was discovered that uh, she's Christian, she was shouted by her father, who is a very strong Muslim. And uh, that wasn't the end. Because uh, Sarah's mother, she was, she was a slidden, uh, backslidden Christian, grew up in ARP church, and uh, her parents, and they were ARP uh, uh, members as well, but then uh, she was, she was backslidden when she was a teenager because her three brothers and dad and she was the youngest in the family and she rebelled but when, and when she rebelled, she was in the university of Miami when she met Sarah's dad but along the way when she was not um, she wasn't practicing uh, Christianity, and he wasn't practicing Islam. They got married. But then uh, along the way, she became so isolated because he was trying to convert her to Islam. And she said, no, I'm, it wasn't part of the deal when we got married. So now, why now? So, so she never made that change. But uh, he put the foot down. He said, then uh, my children, they are going to be Muslims. And if you try to convert them to Christianity, I'm going to divorce you. And if your, if your uh, parents, if they try to share, the, uh, share Christ, so we are going to move. And next 20 years, that was the, the tussle, and she, she could not uh, uh, do anything about it. And he's, he took over, and he used to teach them two hours every night about Islam. And they used to pray together, and they, he, he used to teach, teach them Islam until Sarah became a believer. And uh, then, uh, and what she did, and Sarah's mom, she became so isolated that uh, she started going to a church. And uh, she used to be by herself. And nobody ever knew that like, no, he, she has children, she has uh, a husband, or no. And then uh, she started teaching her children homeschooling. And that's where she started uh, using curriculum which was a Christian curriculum, and one day uh, Sarah's dad he saw that uh, they, when he came back from work, so he was uh, um, he saw the children, two children, and my, my wife uh, at that time she was only five years old, and her brother he was three years old. He came and put the foot down, and uh, they were watching a Christian movie. I think you probably still know uh, it was a Superbook, so they were watching that uh, on the TV. And uh, so he put the foot on. He said, "Shut this thing down." And that's where the uh, rest of the history. And uh, after that, until uh, Sarah became, uh, Sarah came to, uh, went, to uh, went to university, and that's where she gave her life to Jesus. And uh, so yes, uh, all those eleven years when uh, she was uh, after became a Christian, still uh, she was uh, hiding. And it wasn't until. Uh, uh, when she was in her 20s, so she started practicing. So, going back to our, uh, our passage. So now, these are the people, they are meeting in the temple court. They were wearing the same dress, they were eating the same food, they were you know, doing everything what they other Jews were doing. But when they were discovered that actually they are not really you know, from us, they are following this uh, guy called Jesus and his teachings. And he is uh, calling, uh, proclaiming that he is the Messiah. and he is, uh, So then uh, they shut, uh, shut them down and they, they were kicked out. And that's why, where did they start meeting? They started meeting in homes. And what they have lost? They have lost brothers. They have lost sisters. They have mothers. Everything they have lost. And now, who they are depending on. Can you imagine that you now, if, if you lose some, uh, just a, a, even a, a, a small relationship, that hurts. But they have nowhere to go. They have lost the community. They have lost the temple. They have lost almost everything. And here are the believers. They embrace each other. They provided the shoulders to cry on. They provided... They were selling everything and they were bringing to the family, they were bringing to the apostles and say, okay, here we are, we are going, going, we are going to get through together. And that's what uh, the context is where these, uh, you know, these people, they are you know, praying together, they are breaking the bread together and that is uh, the beginning of uh, our church. Now, what has happened over the last 2,000 years. Until 300 years, that was the model, the way the church grew. And uh, many times, we see that uh, that's not uh, the way now we are. More so after the World War II. So, so let's uh, you know go back and see um, how, how far we can... Uh, you know, is that uh, passage and into the community. Now we have three thousand people here. They were be- they were baptized while past- uh, while Pastor uh, Peter was preaching, and uh, so now not only one one fellowship in the ch- in-, in Jerusalem, but uh, in Jerusalem and other places, people they were keep on you know, going and uh, m- preaching the gospel, preaching the good news of Jesus, and now we see that no, not from there, uh, people are no longer they are meeting in the, uh, in the temple. And uh, that's why I want to you know, show you a few pictures um, that are uh, where they are, what happened. Now, from there, it was so easy for them, from temple to temple, there was no such a big gap, socially, culturally, spiritually, uh, there were they were from that community. But uh, the only uh, difference was that uh, yes, uh, they were believing in Jesus and the Messiah and uh, he is uh, the son of God. And uh, once uh, they started seeing that, so there there was no more bridge and uh, they were were falling off from that. And then uh, in the same way, if we Put that back into into our Muslim society. So, can you see that now? What I'm talking about here. In the mosque, in Muslim society, and if we want to bring them to our local church, the gap is so big. Socially, culturally, spiritually, worldview is so big. So, it's not going to do it because we have to meet somewhere in the middle we need a bridge to bridge the gap and uh, you see what is happening that uh, instead of uh, they are coming to our churches they are actually going nowhere and that's where majority of muslims they are secret believers and in fact our conference uh, in november that's going to be focusing on that uh, that the majority of them where they are going how can we what is our purpose as a church, as a you no know, as a believers, we, what shall we do in order to bring them to to the fellowship? Bring them to church, a family. So and that's where the bridge is too big. So yes we do need all those elements. We need they are human beings. They are you no know, people they need they are following Jesus, but still, what is obstructing them is our culture and our other way of life. So, so still, you know, in Pakistan, if you've been to Pakistan, there are fellowships. They are quite relevant. They speak the same language, they can eat the same food, they wear the same dress, but still, the gap is so big because They, they are unable to, uh, you know, assimilate those Muslims and Muslim converts. So, so still, uh, lots of them, they are not uh, going to church, but there are so many secret believers. When I was growing up uh, in a university of Karachi, I believe that uh, 90% of our, our, my, my friends, if they had a chance, and if they had the freedom the way we have freedom in England, uh, in America, probably half of them, they they would have become a follower of Jesus. But, uh, since the gap is so big so they are still staying as secret believers now what is islam just like what is judaism in the same way what is islam islam is not a religion islam is not just a faith islam is a way of life in the same way the way the jews they were way of life in the same way, Muslims—they are—is uh, a way of life. Everything is uh, defined by Islam. The way everything was defined by the Jews. In similar way, during the time of uh, Christendom, there was a life defined by the church. For 1,500 years, before the Reformation, everything was defined by the church. That uh, you know how what do you do in the morning? What do you do in the evening? What do you do in the afternoon? So there were so many prayers just to do that. So in the same way, uh you know, Islam is a, you know, in Arabic word, is called deen. D-I-N is called deen, which is a way of life. It's not a, just a religion. So in the same way, so, so what do they have? They are, the only thing we have in common, they are human beings. They might believe in one God, but that God has a, Completely different attributes. That God does not have the same name called Yahweh. That God, that God, does Allah, which Muslims call God. That's that's Allah, not Yahweh, personal name of God. But they're human beings like me and you. They have two hands, they have two ears, one nose, one head, two two legs. And if they bleed, they will bleed red as well. And uh, there are 12 million people living right under your nose. So what is our response? So so, let's, so they believe and they have a Muslim worldview. They have a Muslim social setup. They have a Muslim culture. They have Muslim theology. And that's where we, we really know when uh, we say, uh, a rubber hit the road. So so they have a Muslim theology and they have Muslim practices and they are Muslim believers. In the same way, uh, we have Christians. So what, what we are, what we have in common, we are human beings. And they are human beings. And then we have a, a belief in God, which is triune God, which uh, which is contrary to Muslims. Um, then uh, we have a Muslim, we have Christian worldview, and we have a Christian social setup. We have Christian culture. We have Christian theology, and we have Christian beliefs and practices. So where do we meet? The only thing we have in common with they are human being, and we are human being, and they are 1.7 billions around the world. And uh, so. What is our response? So let's say if uh, if you're a mathematician here, um, and uh, if you if you see if you put that uh, two cultures, two things side by side on x-axis and y-y, so, so we have literally nothing in common. On the x-axis, they are on the x-axis, and we are x-axis, and they are y-y. So we have nothing in common. The only thing in common is uh, where zero is. but uh, we don't go to them and they don't go to us. And we are saying that uh, Jesus gave us a great commission. So so let's uh, see if we are really following great commission, so where shall we go? So let's uh, go go a little further. So let's put on the x-axis and y-axis and then uh, let's see just after three, there's a star. Can you see that? Uh, that oh, where's my, that's a star, and I want to focus on that. And uh, if you let's go back to the bridge, and uh, if you pour those people into the funnel through, and uh, we are talking about uh, 2.5 million Muslims in the UK. I'm sorry that no, I'm not talking about uh, preaching about. Uh, I'm preaching about in the UK because of we, that's what we are dealing with, and uh, there are 1.5 million Pakistanis. And then uh, we have Christians in the UK. If you see that, techno you know, uh, they are 1.7 in England, 1.7 percent, and then uh, we have uh, 4.8 percent that's in Wales, and then uh, we have. Uh, uh, 8.9%, these are the churchgoers in England, in the UK. And then uh, we, we see through that how we, that's a process. The way we saw the process in Acts 2, in the same way we have a process uh, the way they are coming to Christ. And let's go back to this, uh, my chart. And uh, you see we we put those uh, variables according to the x-axis and y-axis, and the only thing, you now this this star. they have they are human beings, they have social life. We can very easily get there. We we have a culture. We can learn culture. Um, you know, many missionaries they are doing it, and uh, when uh, the seekers, majority of them, many people they say eighty to ninety percent they are seekers. So when they reach there in the middle and that's between culture and theology they have no way turning back and they have no way to go up because they are still dealing with you know, so many issues the way they were dealing at x 2 so and that's where I call it a, my critical point and that's where, when people reach there, there f- are not many, they can make it all the way to the end. And that's uh, the believers. And they are very few, they make it. And that's because of uh, different factors. You can read my thesis if you want to have the whole picture. But, uh, so they, they have uh, social factors, they have cultural factors, they have theological factors, and they have so many other factors. They, they inhibit them not to get all the way. And uh, some of them, they make it. And uh, they are willing to die for that. People like myself, people like my wife, people like uh, you know, so many other people that we are dealing with. So they are willing to sacrifice everything for Christ. But uh, on, the, on the cost is they lose their family they lose their you know, brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers. But uh, when they come to church, so they do not feel that uh, they are getting that. It's unfortunately, you know, for them, it's uh, just a Sunday service, what they get, after all those sacrifices they have made. And uh, that's why somebody, somebody said, the church was started from Jerusalem. It was a family. And church came to Antioch, became a community. And church came to England, became an institution. And church came to America, became an enterprise. So what we need to do is that we need to go back to our roots where the way the church was started. They were they were doing everything together. They were praying and they were breaking their breads and they were brothers and sisters to each other. So, so, yes, that's the critical point where we are really failing them. And so it's just a, you know, and that's what, once they go through that process, no longer they are Muslims, no longer they call themselves Christians. Because for them, Christianity is uh, just uh, another religion. But uh, they are transformed believers. They—that's what uh, Jesus, Jesus calls us to—to to be transformed from inside out. And that's what uh, many of them—they uh, have been transformed. And all of us—we uh, are transformed, but we are still carrying our culture, no matter. You know, lots of missionaries we, we send out, and uh, we send out uh, you know, many times. Now, like uh, people say you know, in England, oh, we went to uh, uh, Christianize people, you know, we went all over the world and uh, we, we, we went to Christianize. I said, no, that wasn't Christianizing, but that was westernizing. So we have to really you know, go back to the roots where the church was started from and uh, how. They, they were a family, and uh, that's what uh, we are trying to do in England. We are trying to provide them the family, the, what they have lost. They, we are trying to provide them the community, what they have lost. We are provide, uh, providing them the mothers, fathers they have lost. And uh, that's a, uh, you know, uh, my children, um, I, I asked them. Ask you no when people come to the come to the fellowship, go and talk to at least three people. They are like butterflies. They you know they are from everywhere, and uh, if you come to come to our house, uh, so you'll see that. Uh, my second daughter, she is nine, and she has been doing that for the last uh, two years. And uh, one day she said, "Daddy, why only three people? I want to talk to everybody." I said, "You've missed the point." Did you hear me <laughs> saying at least three people? So you missed at least. So you're doing very good for uh, three people because I want them to get, get to know, know their name. I want them to have a discussion and uh, report back to me. Uh, you know, and then we can pray for them. And uh, I said, I said at least three. You can talk to all, all, everybody. She said, Yes, I want to talk to everybody. But uh, you said three. I said, No, I said at least three. So, so now they are doing everything, you No, know, when they come, you know, it, it was just wonder, wonderful to hear from a, a Muslim, uh, he was Imam and also he was a, uh, one of the trustees at the mosque. And we, we had this uh, Muslim Christian dinner at our house, there were 60 Muslims and Christians at our house, and uh, he said, Anshad, you know, you know, whatever else, that was good, but I liked your children. And uh, so I said, uh, he said, actually, all those Muslims that are coming to your house and they're coming to your group and, uh, coming to your discussions, they should be doing this, but uh, you are the real Muslim. They are not. <laughs> because of hostility we are talking about here. So your children, your wife, your you kno, everybody is so hospitable and uh, everybody is uh, being uh, feeling at home right under your you know, uh, So So everybody in the community, they should be doing it. But uh, thank you very much for for doing it. So thank you. So this is the family we are talking about. If we want to win Muslims for Christ, so we have to see that a majority of them they are going to be losing their family and the community, and that the church has to provide that. If we are not there, if we we have no, they have no way to stay in the church. And that's what happens in a Western church In the uh, people, they are looking for family. They are looking for community. And when uh, from the pulpit, it is being preached, oh, we are family. And they say, oh, we got it. But when they put it in practice, there's no substance. And that's where, brothers and sisters, I would like to see that you pray for that. And there might be some people you know, pouring in here. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to be their brothers? Are you ready to be their fathers? Are you be ready to their, in their family? Because if we are not expressing that, if we are not doing that, so they have no chance. Last thing. I've been teaching and preaching for the last 20 years. And I keep on saying, Muslims, they may not read the Bible, but they read you and they read me. And if we cannot be read by them, they have no chance to read the scriptures because they are not coming. Even the well-educated people, they do not read the Bible, but they, they are working with you. They are talking with you. They are going to the same schools where your children are going. So you have the opportunity. You have the mission right here under your nose. We have the right mission right under in London and in England. 1.5 million Pakistanis living there. So wonderful opportunity and wonderful strategies, strategies what, what our God is. And God is calling all of us to be a family to each other. Thank you very much.
0: I'd like to lead us in prayer and uh, briefly. And then we're going to respond in part with music and song, come Christians, join to sing. But please join with me in prayer. And Amjad, thank you very, very much. Father, our brother today has uh, redirected our attention to the early church and how significant that example and timely that example is for us. And Lord, uh, I can't help but being struck with the fact that. This isn't simply for, or only for uh, our evangelism with Muslim people, but maybe especially emphasized there are needed, but it's with everyone. I mean, people want family. They want community. They want a safe place. They want a home. And Lord, I pray that you'd be gracious and merciful to us as a congregation. you forgive us for our sins where we've moved from being a a family to an enterprise. But Lord, help us walk out all the truth of your word, and especially this truth that is so uh, well emblazoned and branded in the early uh, chapter of Acts. Be with our brother Amjad and Sarah, and we thank you for them and their family and all that they've endured for Christ and will endure for Christ. We pray your blessing on their fellowship, on the instruction that Amjad will be giving and uh, helping others in other countries who are reaching out to Muslims so they can do the same thing. We pray this for your honor and for the glory of Christ. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.